Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on KSL Plus. We just kind of engulf the atmosphere that we have. Heal the people, protect the sacred. No matter how hot or cold it is, we are there for prayer and we have a purpose. During this disruptive and devastating pandemic, a group of Native Americans from Utah is bringing a different kind of healing to the people and land across the United States. We went to do these things on our own because we felt like this was... um, what the land needed and what the people needed. I'm Matt Rascone and this is KSL Plus. And today we talk to Eugene Tapahi. I have a few titles. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. So, yeah, my title would be um, uh, landscape photographer. A member of the Navajo Nation and founder of the Jingle Dress Project. Yeah, talk about that, This the Jingle Dress Project. How did that get started? So when COVID started in, in um, March of last year, it, it really was unknown to all of us of how long it would take to be able to get through it. My aunt, who was the last matriarch in our family, uh, my, my mom's older sister, she had, was in a, a nursing home in, on the Navajo Nation, and she got sick with COVID. And the first thing for us, we wanted to rush to her side, her bedside, and, and talk to her and be there with her, but we couldn't. And um, after two weeks, she succumbed to um, COVID and she died. And as... Navajo people, we, we celebrate our, our family's um, journey to the next world um, in four days. So we celebrate and we, we um, send them on their way within four days. And culturally, that's kind of our belief. And so when um, the people told us that they weren't going to be able to release her to us within the four days, it really impacted our family. Through their grief and fear of the unknown, a dream 
a vision he, his daughters, and two family friends are now spreading through Native American tradition. It was just a difficult time, and and along with that, not only was that difficult, but all my shows, my art shows, and I, I do landscape photography full time, and they were canceling, and and I was worried about how I was going to um, feed my family, how I was going to take care of my bills, and you know, it was just really a difficult time, and so. When I returned back to the Navajo Nation and got back to um, Utah, that's when I had the dream. I had the dream of this project. In my dream, I was sitting in a field of tall grass out at Yellowstone National Park. And I was watching some bison um, grazing up on the hillside and the sun was setting and it was such a beautiful site and area and then as as the dream was going I started hearing the sounds of the jingle dress and and then I saw these these women coming into the grass and they all started dancing and I heard the music start and and then I it just seemed like they were dancing with the bison like they were all united with the, with nature and and I could feel myself healing I could feel hope I could feel like you know that this was um, more than a dream, you know? As Native people, we have these dreams, and, and, and a lot of times these dreams are meant for us. They're like visions. And it really, I, I really wanted to kind of just put this aside, you know, and, 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 and just say, oh, was this a beautiful dream, and move on. But it kept resonating with me to the point where I ended up telling my family. I told my, my daughters, Aaron and Dion, and my wife, Sharon. I said, you know, this is my dream. This is what I had this dream of. And they, they just were so um, spiritually lifted by this dream, too. And, and I told them, I said, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could make this dream a reality, to make it come true? And, and that's, that's where it started. Native American communities often use jingle dress dances to promote healing. Before we dance, we're all very thoughtful and kind of in a reverence manner because of the, the healing and the, the purpose of, behind this dance and the, the, what, what it represents and what it is. Dancers are always women. They wear traditional clothing laced with jingles. What makes it a jingle dress is these, are these jingles. And they dance with a clear mind and heart, praying while they dance with all of their intentions focused on that healing they believe needs to take place. No matter how hot or cold it is, we are there for prayer and we have a purpose. So then we kind of hit that like determined kind of um, phase and then, and, then it's, and then we dance. Dancing is, is hard, especially on the calves and the, the lower knees, um, just because of the, the style of dancing and us being on our toes. Um, but as we're dancing, we um, we, we're so focused on thought that it kind of, those thoughts overcome the, the worriness of our bodies and kind of how tired we are. So we just are dancing in prayer. Sometimes this is done at a powwow with hundreds of people, sometimes just within a family. Eugene didn't realize it at the time, but his dream and the project reflected almost exactly how this tradition came about. We just thought that this needed to happen, and so that's, that's kind of how it, the, the project kind of got together. Yeah. 
but it turns out that this this had there's a history behind that right yeah with this dance uh even back to the spanish flu right so the correlation between covid pandemic and the spanish flu back in 1918 i i didn't know that there was a correlation with the jingle dress dance or the jingle dress i i didn't know this until like maybe a month or so into our project i was um approached by a good friend of mine her name is um Brenda Child and she was a professor at the University of Minnesota and she's a historian and her big project she was working on is the history of the jingle dress and the origin of it and so when she heard what I was doing she called me and we talked and she asked me if I knew the origin of the jingle dress and I said I I really don't I said I know it's a healing dress and that's why we're doing what we're doing and she said well back in 1918 a father had a dream because his daughter was um sick with the influenza the spanish flu and so he went to sleep and he had a dream about the jingle dress and in his dream it was re- revealed to him how to make the dresses and how to dance the dance. And so when he woke up the next morning, he told his wife, "I want you to make four dresses." And that that was the cool part about the whole thing is he said four dresses and he says, "I want to make four dresses because I want each of the dresses to represent the sacred colors of the um Milax Ojibwe people." So they made one dress in each of the colors. And so when the dresses were done they um got four young ladies in the of the people there to to dance the dance and the the tale goes that you know that at the end of the day that in the evening that the young girl was healed and was dancing with the girls and so um it was really a a great feeling to feel that there was this correlation between the dream and the, between the the way that we were doing things And so that was that was really a, a great way to be able to to give back and it was um a wonderful opportunity also for us because Brenda um Childs invited us to to come to Minnesota and to dance there and it was such a spiritual feeling for the girls to and honored for an honor for them to be able to be invited by you know the Millax people to come and to dance where the first dance was danced you know that was like the pinnacle of what we were doing and we were just so honored to be able to be invited to to be there at that time Sunny Aaron, Dion, Joanny and Eugene then spent the next several months driving around the country from the Great Lakes to Yellowstone to Washington DC to the Pacific Northwest bringing healing through dance. At the beginning it was really private and when we went to the Redwood Forest we just danced by ourselves at Redwood Forest. You know, we did the the honor dance and the healing dance there. We went to do these things on our own because we felt like this was what the land needed and what the people needed. How many states have you taken this to? Oh my gosh, we we kind of made an estimate that we've done about 30,000 miles or 30,000 miles on the road. We just got back from um Seattle and Oregon um the northwest pacific up there and but we've been to New York on the east coast we've been to the west coast and 
We've been to South Dakota, North Dakota. We've been to Minnesota, Chicago, California. I mean, we've been to a lot of areas. And Eugene says the healing they have seen is not just physical. Can you describe the reaction and what you guys feel and what your daughters and others feel when what you get out of this dance? So just to um, bring it back to what our project really is about, it's, it's about taking the, the healing power of the jingle dress to the land. And at the time during COVID, when everyone's staying home, there were reports and of the land was actually healing because no one was driving and everyone was staying home. And when we went out to Yellowstone National Park during pandemic, there's no cars there. There's nobody there. And it was really a wonderful feeling because we saw the calves of the bison roaming really close to the road. We saw wolverines, we saw otters, we saw things that I hadn't seen in like six years of going to the national park. And, and that was the thing that we, I really wanted to, to be sure of, you know, is it, it's called Art Heals, the Jingle Dress Project. And that's the thing I wanted to do is to bring this um, philosophy of art combining different arts to be able to make people feel hope and, and to, to heal the art of photography, the art of um, the dance, the art of the regalia, the art of song, and then also the art of the landscape, of, of Mother Nature. We wanted to bring all these elements together and unite them. It's not just pretty pictures of the girls, but it's, it's a comp composition of all this unity of what's around them. And, and we wanted to bring um, the prayers to the people who were suffering from COVID and also to the prayers of the ancestors that once walked those lands and who lived there before we, we were here. And, and so we did a lot of that through our land recognition. So everywhere we went, we made sure to let people know which land we were on, which tribe, tribal land this was. And so when we started doing that and we, we we started um, talking about Native issues because even before the pandemic, I was a huge advocate for missing murdered Indigenous women. And along the way, the, the girls have these scarves, these red scarves, and we made red masks so that when we did these dances, we were honoring our, our sisters and mothers and, and those that have been missing um, in those dances also. such a beautiful way that I think that's the impact that was the positivity of this project is that people loved it they loved the images they loved the strength in seeing the girls they loved the, the, the beauty of the landscape and and it just took off it was just uh, phenomenal for us that we didn't we didn't want to do this for um, publicity we didn't want to do it for for show this is a healing project and we're getting a lot of um, people right now who are asking us to perform. And I, I tell them we're, we're not a performance act. We're, we're, we're doing this for healing. And so there's a difference between what, you know, a performance and healing. 
and, and honoring and doing honoring songs and dances. And so I think that's the part that's really been effective with during the um, pandemic is that we gave people hope and we had a lot of people who have written us and called us and, and we even get mail, you know, like mail, actual mail in the mail, you know, sent to us that um, just love our project and they've been asking us to dance for their parents who have COVID or dance for my sister, she died of COVID, um, you know, and those are the things that motivate us to do what we're doing is that we, we are actually have people that want healing and they need this at this time. Every single one of those jingles are representative of prayers. So depending on how many jingles you have, that's how many prayers are going to be answered and how many prayers are going to be heard. And I always tell the girls, I said, you know, if you hold one jingle and you shake it, it doesn't make a sound because it has no bell. It's not a bell, it's a jingle. But if you put the jingles together and you shake them together, they make a beautiful sound. And that's the thing that I, I really love about this project is that I tell them, I said, when our prayers are all in one and we're all together and we're making the same prayers, that they make a beautiful sound. So if all of us as human beings can be like that, where we can all pray together and be united, that we could all make a beautiful sound and that we all could be able to heal and to unite the world. And, and I think that's the great thing about this project is that we're doing it in a beautiful way. We're not trying to yell at people. We're trying to tell them it's okay, you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to have different values as long as we respect one another and care about each other and take care of one another that we can get through this together. project is on social media and is funded by donations on their website, jingledressproject.com. That does it for us this week here on KSL Plus. I'm Matt Rascone. We'll see you again next week.